Hello and welcome to Wrestling 20 Years Ago, ECW in May of 19. Oh no, of 2000 even. I'm going back years. Not 21 years ago, Christopher. Come on. (laughs) 20 years. As much as we'd all like to go back a year (laughs) with everything that's currently going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you could hear there, I am joined, as always, by Mr. Yully. How the How devil are we? I'm not too bad, mate. Yourself? Living the dream, you know, still yeah. stuck stuck in the house, working from home. You know, all the joys. Yeah, absolute fun and games and laughter all round. Exactly. That's all I have to say on the subject. So, we will start, as always... With the news. We shall. So, the first led headline is uh, Lance is off to WCW. So, again, ECW is losing one of its best stars with Lance Storm going to WCW this month and signing a three year deal. WCW once again taking the best stars of ECW and you, you can't imagine they can fuck Lance up. Um, well, I'd like to think not. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him. He'd be good. I mean, he'd be good going for like the US belt and things like that, wouldn't he? And yeah, sort of, sort of around there. that level. Yeah, I mean, Booker T or. Steiner or something like that and actually have proper wrestling matches. But Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean it'd be him, um obviously it's a shame Benoit's now jumped ship because that'd have been a match I'd have liked to have seen. Yes. Uh, again Guerrero would have been a good match as well. Uh it's one of those situations where something's obviously not great at ECW behind the scenes if all these people are leaving quite regularly. Um Maybe it's because of the guaranteed money that WCW can offer. Obviously, WCW itself is in a massive period of rebuilding and restructuring. So they do need to sort of take on some new bodies. So New blood, yeah. as you would say. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm Tish. Exactly. It's a shame for us as ECW viewers, but if you're a WCW fan, um, all six of you um, are in for a treat. (laughs) The six people left. Well, there's probably at least seven. I've seen their crowds. There's at least a few of them there, but I don't know how many of them are paying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the next headline is Raven has been offered a release. So, Raven was meant to be at the pay-per-view, but was said to be in no fit state um, to do a run-in on the show. Um, There are reports that he is in talks with both WCW and WWF. 
Um, and Heyman has said if he wants to go, he is not going to stand in his way. Can we really afford to lose Raven as well? Um, no. Quite simply, no. Um, <clears throat> I'll be surprised if he goes back to WCW because of the way it ended there. Um, obviously, in the wrestling business, you never say never. But I, I can certainly see him going at the Fed. And you know he'll just be dubbed in the hardcore title picture? Potentially. Um, in the end of the day, if he's in no fit state to to do a run in an ECW show when you've got people like the Sandman on the card, how fucking bad was he? Like, just how bad must you have been for them to say, nah, mate, you're too fucked up? Yeah, that that's... Says a lot, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And is there a potential takeover on the cards? So there is an investment group that has been headed by five former WCW executives that have been attempting to buy into ECW. Um, No names have been reported as who these five former execs are. But what we do know is that Heyman doesn't want any of it. You'd think Heyman would invite some investment in. So in fact, uh, clearly money seems to be an issue if guys are going. You know, we've we've heard for ages of you know, Paulie's checks are almost like uh, rubber Rubber balls of how much they bounce. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean. I'm surprised he doesn't want the investment, but I mean, if these are executives, they are going to want some say in how ECW is run, and that's possibly where the sticking point is. Mm. Um, whether they'd want some sort of creative input, you just don't know. Uh, but he does need investment, and he needs it badly. They've just and- lost, as you say, they've just lost Lance Storm. Uh, with Raven going as well, they're going to struggle for headline names. At the end of the day, Ratface Knacker's their fucking champion. Yeah. Awful. The, the, the Awful. thing is, also, with the, we all know that the TNN deal is going. You would think someone that has worked for Turner yeah. would have an in with TV companies. Well, you'd like to... They at least know the process involved in getting a deal. At minimum, to I mean, they they will have that experience of being both sides of the table, probably. So you'd like to, if you wanted anyone fighting your corner, it would be these execs in that respect. But as I say, Heyman's very much his own man, much to his detriment potentially here. Yeah, he, he uh, doesn't do himself favors, does he? Well, I mean, look what he's. I mean, even with the whole TNN situation, well, I can fully understand where he's coming from. The way he's at, he's acting like a petulant kid with his writing about it on TV. And as as we said in the last episode, if I was a TV producer looking for content and I saw that, I'd be like, hey, get fucked. Get fucked. Yeah. Well, especially, obviously, I won't go into it because I don't notice it, note it all in the TV reviews, but some of the shit that Gurton is saying, which is obviously fed to him, by Heyman of what to say is so so slanderous on on the company, and even Joe is getting some digs as well. Yeah, it's just the thing is, it's got to the point where look, we know what the situation is, but 
the constant going on about it is actually to the detriment of the product as well now. Because you just, I'm just beginning to roll my eyes at the whole thing. You're just like, yeah, we know, we know, we know. It's, you know the fact that they were dropping the whole, well, you've, you've got enough money to pay Vince $100 million. Yeah. Yeah, load of rubbish. And finally, we have a new video game and CD come in. So both will be called Anarchy Rules after the pay-per-views. And both coming later in the year. Obviously, the game will be made um, by the same company that did the G- last game. Oh, Acclaim, wasn't it? Acclaim. Yep, Acclaim, because I was trying to figure who they were. Um, so I'm going to imagine it's probably going to be the same engine, just with a new skin. Yeah, a new skin, a few new roster members. And maybe some changes on that, but I, can't, I, won't, I wouldn't imagine it'll be a complete and utter... No. Um, redo um but interestingly the cd is coming out through virgin music where obviously the last one was done with earache which you know for someone like me is great because obviously it's heavy as shit metal and you know really underground stuff if it's virgin maybe there'll be a bit more mainstream music on there and we might see some different musics getting used by ecw wrestlers because obviously licensing with music is very much uh Depends on who's on your roster and who you get. Yeah, those. Uh, it's a con- yeah, it's a contentious issue at the best of times. So if they got this company behind them doing this, that might they might be a little more easy with their rights with regards to wrestlers using them as themes. I suppose. Yeah, be interesting to listen to it and play the game when it comes out. See if it's much of an improvement on the previous game, which wasn't the best. See, I I like the Acclaim games. I as you know, anyone that's listened to our gaming show, you know, I I do have a lot of time for for that uh, the Acclaim engine. But it is one of those. Is it just going to literally be a reskin of an exactly the same thing again, mm-hmm. a la FIFA? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the concern there, isn't it? So we will go into the TV for the month. Um, the first week's show and opens up with a promo between Lance and Justin about what happened at CyberSlam.
heavyweight title, did I not? And I even managed a has-been-like Raven and a nothing-like-Tommy Dreamer to a tag team title. Did I not? And now, my greatest accomplishment is managing the most controversial man in this sport today who is standing right there and his name is just incredible. No one was questioning your managerial acumen, Francine. We then see a match between Kid Cash and Lance, where Lance gets the win with the pile driver. 
Louis dangerously is in the back, talking to the Sinister Minister about trying to get the tag team titles. We see Scotty Anton going against Jerry Lim. Rhino goes Scotty through a table. And after that, Lynn hits the cradle power driver to get the win. Cyrus comes out and wants Lynn to join the network. He attacks him, but then gets beat down as the rest of the network comes out. RVD then comes up to make the numbers up. And even Tajiri comes up to make a save. Carino says Tajiri can come back into the fold. Tajiri opens a beer and out comes Sandman. And our main event for the show is Sandman and Tajiri tagging up against Carino and Rhino. Tajiri gets the win after a double stomp through the table. So, first time in ages, a bit mm. of consistency and some storytelling that we yeah. get an explanation of why the tag title getting thrown down and Lance being an absolute fucked off about it. Mm. And thankfully, what we thought last week when we or last month when we saw him getting dropped on his head, mm. only a stinger. Yeah, yeah, that's. Well, I say only, good. but still. Yeah, it, it could have been a lot worse. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, this was a decent enough episode of TV. Uh, I'm enjoying Tajiri as a face. I think it's working. The fans are getting behind him. Um, it's the thing with yeah. Tajiri. I think the fans have always... They've always liked him, but now they've got a reason to really invest in him, haven't they? Which yeah. helps. Yeah. Because yeah. as we all know, you know, ECW fans love a good worker, and that's the one thing Tajiri is is a yeah. good worker. Yeah, yeah. So we go in to the second week's TV, where Tommy was meant to have an interview and bare his soul about losing the title in fifteen minutes at CyberSlam, but instead we get Simon Diamond come out being a dick and saying Simon says that Tommy's not hungry anymore before we go into the next match which is Tommy versus Simon what the fuck is it with Simon and this fucking bunch of oinks that he's now coming out with what the fuck I is don't that know. I don't know if they see it as a way for him to get more heat but I just don't there's, there's, care enough to there's pay the, attention the twins who, but yeah. don't look like twins. You've yeah. got his little butler guy, and then you've also got the new guy, the musketeer. Yeah. I, like, just holiday camp wrestling yeah. with the musketeer, isn't it? It's just like, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't care to try and figure it out, mate. It, 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 just, it just seems really, really fucking boring. The thing is, he's perfectly fine in the ring. He's perfectly fine. Yeah, but I'm he, just like, it's just, I hate the term go away heat, but to me, I just couldn't give a rat's ass when he's on TV. Yeah, And that's, that's nothing to do down to him as a performer. It's purely this gimmick and... Things like that. I think if they they could have done something else with him, and he'd be absolutely fine. But just like Simon has a prop, just oh fuck off. The thing is, that bit is fine if it was just you know he was running the Simon says thing. But it's Mm. all the other shit that goes. Yeah, it's all the 
pyro and ballyhoo that goes with it. Yeah. So we go into a match between Simon and Tommy. Tommy gets the win after the DDT. The only bit of this match that was even sort of semi-worth notice mentioning is that the Musketeer and Tommy have a duel with Simon, with Tommy using a fan's crutch. And I was just like, this is what is wrong with this with this whole thing. The musketeer gets in, pulls out his musketeer his fencing sword, and I'm just like Fuck off. This is meant to be ECW, this is like eighties bad eighties British shit. It's the kind of shit that I, I don't even think they'd have done on World of Sport, to be honest. It's like they wouldn't have. Uh, it's just abysmal. Like it's just. I'm all for comedy and wrestling. I enjoy it. I really like that. As you're aware, with some of the stuff I've been involved with, when I have helped with shows and stuff like that, we've done the stupidest stuff in the world including fireworks and people getting run over by cars. But to me, this is just, it's just not funny. Yeah. And uh, and with any sort of comedy, wrestling or otherwise. It has to be funny. Not, it's got to be fun. Like, and you've got to play to the audience you've got. Are that audience really going to go, oh, look, there's a guy dressed as a fucking musketeer. How hilarious. No, they're not. No. No. So we follow that with some decent in ring wrestling when we get yeah. Lance Storm versus Jerry Lim. Yeah. Lance getting the win after Justin Kane's Lynn by accident. Again, post match, Cyrus comes out to try and hire Lynn for the network. We then get a title match between Tajiri and Rhino, with Rhino getting the win after a pile driver through a table. Post-match, Sandman comes out, but gets beat down until RVD makes the save. What were your thoughts of that as a build to going into the pay-per-view? Yeah, it was good. Fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like RVD, Lynn, they're going to have a a bomb burner anyway. Um, But again, my level of interest may not be there. As I said, I know we both said we needed a break from the match. And now we're getting it again. Uh, but I think I'm more interested to see what Tajiri does on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, see, um, But the thing is, obviously, with Rhino, he's intrigued with so many other people at the minute. Them all being around it works. Because you've got yeah. the whole Sandman thing. You've got, obviously, Tajiri's piss because he took his title RVD is yeah. obviously pissed because RVD never never lost. So, and it seems to be something for the network to be at as uh, instead of sort of just sort of mindlessness. Yeah. So we will go into Hardcore Heaven, and as always, Joey and Joel open the show. We get. Our opening contest is Balls versus Masato Tanaka. Um, But before we get anywhere, we see Cyrus mouthing off at Joel 
and Kanamura choking out Joel at the announce desk. So going into the match, Tanaka with an armbar and we get some chain wrestling. Balls with the Boston Crab. They exchange punches and Tanaka hits a crossbody that gets a two. Armbar, Balls hits a clothesline for a two. Tanaka with the plancher but is caught and tossed into the railings. They brawl outside. Tanaka hits a running chair and a tornado TVT on the ramp. Back in the ring, we get a chair duel. Three fucking monstrous chair shots from Balls to only get a two. Balls that hits a super kick to a chair for a two. Tanaka hits a tornado DDT on the pile of chairs for a two. Tanaka misses the roaring elbow for Balls to hit the nutcracker that gets a two. Tanaka hits a diamond dust for a two. Balls with a plancher. And then a nutcracker onto a pint of chairs for a two. Balls misses the jersey jam. Tanaka hits a roaring elbow that gets a two. A top rope chair shot into the roaring elbow for the win. Tanaka getting the big win there. And post-match they shake hands. Obviously being former tag team champions. And there being obviously a great deal of respect between these two. Can you get a more hard-hitting opener than that? Guys absolutely levering each other. Uh, in a word, no. I thought it was really good. Like I really enjoyed this. Um, you kind of typical Bulls Mahoney match, to be honest, in a lot of ways. But like, I, if you want to get that crowd pumped, that's the way to do it. It's a big old diet coke you're drinking there on screen, Christopher. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything else in that? No, not yet. No, uh, too early, too early. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean it was fine. It was exactly what you want. Got the crowd pumped. Decent. Not, I mean a lot of chair stuff, but not just chair shots, if you know what I mean. So I really enjoyed that. And also, it's that thing of the beginning part of the match, the first few minutes where they're actually doing chain wrestling and counting yeah. each other and stuff and it just shows you know that both of them aren't just we lever each other with chairs or can take massive ridiculous chair shots yeah i mean it's obviously been mentioned on ecw tv in the past but balls mahoney was an amateur wrestler and he got banned for life for punching that referee like yeah. it's um so, I mean, he is capable of doing very technical stuff in the ring. It's just that he... Likes to hit people not that, chairs. Yeah. It's not that he doesn't do it. It's just that he's not known for it, which is a bit of a shame, really. Um, the, the problem is because a lot of the time when the ball stuff is, they'll put him in with a new jack. They'll put him in with the baldies. They'll put him in with yeah. Axel, you know, where they're people that can't do the as much of the wrestling side so it then becomes just smacking each other as hard as we possibly can with, with chairs. But when you've got someone like Tanaka in there who also can hold his own in the ring, yeah, it gives him someone they can do it with. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely right there. Couldn't agree more if I tried, Christopher. So we follow that with Lance promo where he says Justin will pay and you will hear that now
me, and you spit on this business. And tonight, I make you pay. You've always had someone watching your back. Back in your play. In New York, you had Scott and Kev. In ECW, you had me. Tonight, you stand alone. And tonight, you get your ass kicked. Because I'm taking your title. Enjoy your moment in the sun. And then tonight, we get our first freeway dance of the evening between Simon, Mikey, and Guido. Quick start with this, with everyone trying to hit their finishes, and then arm drags all round. Mikey gets a super kick on Guido, a drop kick to Simon, and Guido hits a head scissors to Simon. A face buster to Simon gets the two count. Mikey in with a top rope shoulder block, but gets the two. Simon hits a triple suplex on Guido, a low drop kick, and gets a two. There's a chair-assisted leg drop by Mikey, and Simon hits a chair shot of his own. Guido missing the plancher. At this point, the lights go out. We see a massive pile as Mikey hits a cannonball. Sally takes out Simon's goons. Guido in with a Sicilian slice that gets the two. Simon hits a sit-out bomb that gets a two. Mikey hits a super kick and a whippersnapper and gets the three on Simon. We then see Mikey hit an awesome underhook driver that only gets a two. Guido with a leg sweep for a two. Sal assisted elbow misses. Mikey fireballs Sal, but Guido hits the Tomikaze and gets the win. This is what I like in a freeway. It's different to the ones that we normally get, where you know it's the two of them go at it while one of them's outside and sort of moving the spots. They were all trying to do stuff all together. There was there was yeah. much more sort of everyone was attacking everyone at all times. Yeah. I much prefer the elimination style three ways as well. It's the only way they should be. Yeah. And uh, I think the match did improve once Simon was eliminated. Um, again, little Guido's great. Do you know what I mean? The guys are saying. So, um, yeah, to me, it was just one of those that just flowed a bit better once her first elimination was done and um, then Mikey Whitbreck and Guido can just have a match then with a bit of big Sal interference and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's my personal preference. So I just... It's one of the things that like, I always forget because obviously Mikey, when he was in WCW, was just ruined and... You know, when he was first in, he did play like the scared child sort of thing. Yeah. He was always afraid of stuff, and it was always like the underdog. Mikey can really fucking go. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was ECW champion at one point, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. He was the first Triple Crown winner. He was the first person to win all of all three belts. Mm. Um, but it's one of those you always forget that he can how well he can be in the ring because obviously yeah. he has so much of the time he's either playing the cowardly guy or when he first came back there was the whole sort of him being sort of having issues in his head and sort of being a little bit bipolar where he wasn't doing a lot and then would do one move and then stop and it was just like I mean putting him with Sinister has yeah. brought out the the wrestling side because the character stuff is all done through Sinister now. He doesn't have to 
do that side of it. He can just concentrate on the wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, you know my thoughts on the Sinister Minister, and I find it a bit cringy. But like, if you're going to put him with somebody, I get the Mikey Whipwreck thing. I really do. So, yeah, but solid, decent second match on the card. We then see Justin saying that he is the arsehole of the moment and he sacrificed the tag belts for the world title. We then see Louis dangerously come out and challenge or do an open challenge to anyone to face Electra. This brings out Jazz. She goes through the alliance and slams Electra, but CW super kicks Jazz and hits her with a stiff spine buster. This brings out Kid Cash who drop kicks both CW and Wild, and we get a match between Cash and CW. Cash will cross body into the crowd. Back in, CW with punches. Cash hits Hurricane Rana, a drop kick, and a Hurricane Rana to Billy Wild on the floor. Back in with a head scissors. CW hits a powerbomb. Wild drops him on the railing on the outside, puts him back in, and they get a two count. Cash with a cross body gets a two. CW with a stiff lariat and T-bone gets a two. A modified version of the camel clutch and a power slam. Chops. Wild then comes in, but instead of hitting Cash, Louis hits Wild with his giant phone. CW hits a super kick that gets a two. They both go up top. Cash hitting the super hurricane runner and getting the win. Nice, simple, solid match. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was fine. It was a filler match, wasn't it? It was a, it's a throwaway match that's not going to mean anything on next week's TV, for example. Um, it was, it was fine for what it was. Like they're obviously, they've obviously got a lot of hopes for this kid Cash guy. Like they're putting a lot of time into him on like pay per view TV. So, I mean, it, it was kind of, it gave the finish away a bit. That was going to be the case, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's obviously one of their current projects going forward. Uh, I think I think it's the again, fact of Kid Rock being so fucking famous yeah. at the minute, the fact that he looks like him. And, uh... Yeah. Um, and I think, is this some sort of record that we're sort of, of the recent pay-per-views, we're currently three matches down, and there's not been a stinker yet. I know this is this is quite uh, novel. Yeah, because we, I mean, you never normally get a, a truly terrible match, but you'll get one that you're just not invested in normally. But all three so far have been good. We then have a very quick promo of RBD saying that he is ready for Jerry Lim. We then get our second. Freeway dance of the night. This one being a tag team one with Chetty and Nova versus the Baldies versus Doring and Roadkill. Doring and Roadkill attack the Baldies on the outside as they're coming in. Nova hits a top rope dive onto the floor. Nova and Chetty beat down the Baldies in the ring. Roadkill and Doring in and they all go at it. Doring and Chetty go until the Baldies break it up and Roadkill hits a springboard clothesline to both the Baldies. Nova following up with a senton that gets a two. We see the Lancaster Lariat, Lariat of Lust to Nova, which gets a two. 
Che hits a sidekick. The Baldies in and they flapjack roadkill and then put a double chokeslam through some chairs. Nova hits an interesting stunner DDT combo on the Baldies. Doring with an elbow onto Angel. This brings out Grimes. He gets the bareback. A leg drop. Though during this kerfuffle, Angel is up with a chair, hits a chair shot, and pins Doring. Doring and Roadkill are eliminated. But just as they're eliminated, that doesn't stop Roadkill getting one more big spot in. As Roadkill beats down Grimes, lobs him off the ramp, and then does a springboard splash through the table on the floor. Back into the ring, the Baldies are taking advantage and beating down Chetty. They hit a corner splash. Nova in with a cutter from the Tree of Woe. Chetty hits the Amityville Horror and they Nova and Chetty hit the Tidal Wave to get the win. This was, as you'd expect, with the Baldies involved, a lot of brawling with the four guys that can wrestle doing the wrestling. Yeah. It was what it was. I think this has been the weakest on the card so far. Um, still alright though. Like it's still fine. No. I would. I would have probably preferred to just have Nova and Chetty versus Dorian Roadkill again. Yeah, I'm. I'm just, match, again, but... I'm not. There's nothing that the Baldies do that interests me. Like I've seen it. We've seen it so often recently. Yeah, it's just um, like none of them are good enough workers either. No, like Grimes is a big heavy dude that looks a bit awkward. Um, you've got Angel who, of all of them, I, Angel is the better one of the lot. But he's, yeah, he's not but he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really set the world on. Like he doesn't come out and like, oh, what's he going to do? Oh, he's just going to punch. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing there for me to go. Oh shit! Like, could you name his? Could you name any of his moves like that he does apart from a punch and a kick? No. <laughs> exactly. It's just like I know. I get that they're brawlers. That's the whole point. But like, if they're winning matches and things, surely they have to have some sort of almost like a finisher. Yeah. Seem to have one. But uh, I'm they sure they have one correct. purpose. And that is to you be doing a beatdown which allows our favourite member of the hood, New Jack, yeah. to come out. Our favourite lunatic, New Jack. And as I sent you in my notes, New Jack comes out and does New Jack. He does indeed. So the usual stapler, forks, keyboards brawl into the crowd fuck off balcony dive hit the guitar shot on angel hits the top rope 187 chair shot pins angel don't know if that was who he was meant to be fighting we don't know because it was devito that he put through the table yeah it's that typical ecw thing of one match leading into another without any um, reason other than new jack must be new jack yeah, so we'll 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 count a three count, even though there was no bell, there was no this, there was no that. You just okay, fine, it's a match then, rather than just a oh, I'll just come to fuck everyone up because I'm bored. Yeah, 
But as as we said, as we say pretty much every pay per view, New Jack does New Jack. You know exactly what you're going to get as soon as you yeah. see New Jack coming out. Yeah, it 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 serves its purpose. Yeah. No, absolutely. You are correct. So we followed that with Joey telling us that at the beginning of the show we were meant to see that Tommy had been attacked backstage by Jason. Or by Justin even. But there was camera issues and stuff and we never actually saw that. But we do now get a proper wrestling match where we have Tajiri going against Steve Carino. Tajiri straight out with the big head kicks chops but Carino hits an Insiguri and a powerbomb that gets a two. Tajiri with a tarantula and then onto the ramp hitting a sick brain buster puts him in the ring for the trio woe with the drop kick and a chair shot face punt. Carino gets a super kick. Tajiri with the chair drop kick again and a table drop kick and springboard clothesline onto the ramp. At this point, Carino is pissing blood. Mm. Carino manages to backdrop Tajiri through a table on the outside that gets two. Fisherman suplex for a two, Northern Light suplex for a two, and a single leg drop kick. Tajiri with a massive head kick again and puts on the octopus. Whilst in the octopus, he misses his victory. Carino then hits a power slam. Tajiri <laughs> hits a <laughs> kick combo and a massive head kick goes up top for the double stomp through the table for the win. Post-match, Kanemura comes out and attacks Tajiri. But Dusty comes and makes the saves, and we get bionic elbows all round until Rhino just beats the fuck out of him. Is it me, or in the past year, has Steve Carino gone from what the fuck are you doing here to you, you should be title? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was excellent. This was by far and away my favourite match of the evening. I can't lie. Um, it just had everything you wanted. There was the old school style stuff with, I know Corinna's doing the whole king of old school thing now, and like the bleached hair and him juicing like a fucking stuffed pig to nick a JRism. Um, but yeah, this was great stuff. Obviously, Tajiri throwing the mist, that kick when he had his head against the table and everything. I just thought this was fantastic. Well, it, it started perfectly when he hit the most crispest fucking head kick I've seen in throwing a <laughs> yeah, while. Yeah. And I was just like, how is it that you can you can swing that with that level of fucking power and pull it that you do not take yeah. that guy's head off? Yeah, so, he's incredible. Incredible. And so, such a good match. I, was, I don't think I blinked from start to finish just so I didn't miss anything. And yeah, I think I think Carino. Yeah. If we if obviously now that we've lost Lance, now that you know Ravens potentially off as well. Yeah. I think so. I think other than the fact that he's with the network and you've got all that network shit, mm. I, I think you you could really do something with Carino being. He's he's a potential top guy 
he's a potential top guy for him. Um, you can certainly see him being put into the main event picture at some point this year. Definitely. I mean, he'd arguably be a better champion with with all of the bells and whistles that are attached to him than just incredible is. Yeah. And this is the example of doing those bells and whistles correctly where with Simon Diamond it is so wrong. Yeah. Like because <clears throat> but again it's um it's the whole he's not like there's elements of comedy to the way Steve Carino behaves and some of the things he says and does, but he's not necessarily just a comedy character so everyone he's surrounded with be it um rhino be it the other network cronies um jack victory yeah jack victory uh people like that um like they are serious guys that back him well jack victory probably not so much but rhino you've got that serious guy behind him backing him up do you know what yeah. I mean? Where with Simon Diamond, you've got a fucking guy with a toy sword from a joke shop. It's yeah, like that's the difference there, isn't it? It's uh, but yeah, excellent match. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'll say it now. It's the one I would suggest people watch if they're only going to watch one match on this pay per view. So obviously, if Rhino's out. That means we have to hear enter Sandman, and out comes Sandman. I think I think Sandman plays through all the way what through once, and I think we were a little bit to the second chorus of this of it the first, second time round with how long Sandman was fucking around drinking and smoking outside the ring for. I mean, it's an okay song, but I don't know if I'd want to hear it that much. You know, I'm, I love Metallica, and I've you know seen them loads of times, and you know it's always great to see them play it live. But you would, but I was going to say, you not want to hear them play it twice in a row, like, yeah. So we get our TV title match for the evening of Sandman versus Rhino. Rhino with stomps and punches, Sandman with punches, and they brawl to the outside. Sandman hits a guillotine leg drop, and they brawl more and make their way onto the ramp. Rhino misses a chair-assisted jumping gore and goes for a table. Back into the ring, Sandman hits a pile driver for a two and a second one. At this point, out comes Laurie. She's stopped by Carino and Victory. Rhino pile drives the, onto the ramp. At this point, Laurie makes the fatal error of her life by slapping Rhino. He then pile drives her through a table on the floor. Which that was a horrible, horrible looking bump. Sandman canes Rhino, but doesn't get too much as Laurie's back in the ring. They've sort of for some reason put her in the ring. He's holding her as Rhino gores them both through the table and gets the win. This was, as you'd expect with any Sandman match, a pissed up brawl. You know, he, he does he does exactly what it says in Sims, same as whenever you see New Jack. But that fucking table pile driver there there's no need for that. Nah, it's a bit wince inducing, wasn't it? Cause the thing is you see it. I'm I'm you know, I 
there's a difference of having a wrestler with a big wrestler neck sort of being enough to just take that extra bit. Yeah. But he had her low when he did that and there is no way that her head did not go through that table first and I'm, those tables aren't really, you know, yes, they break the, the momentum a bit, but still, that was a hardwood floor that she went head first onto. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I take it she's all right. We didn't hear any anything otherwise but yeah that was not pleasant to see um as you say typical sandman match didn't really offer anything new apart from the fact they have sort of introduced his wife in the last few months to it all but yeah well again fine reintroduce reintroduce the wife in fact you know she was about back in the day yeah. the whole raven oh, saga God, yeah 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 lest we forget <laughs> yeah. So we now get match eight, nine, ten of this feud, but I don't care how many times I see it because we only ever get it on pay per view. RVD versus Jerry Lim. Mm. We get the usual start where we see the chain wrestling with counters and counter counters and counters to counters to counters to counters I and I love this this is this is I just said it's I eat this up I just think it's great we stop seeing all the counters when RVD hits a spin kick and then a cartwheel splash that gets a two Lynn hits a drop kick and whilst RVD is posing hits a triangle drop kick to the floor and then follows up with a rolling cannonball. RVD does an atomic drop onto the railings and then follows up with a sidekick and a corkscrew leg drop onto a chair. RVD misses a moonsault on the floor. Back into the ring, Jerry Lynn hits a gourd buster and then a Brett's rope leg drop that gets a two. Spike DDT for a two and a tornado DDT. We then get them double close on each other and both men are down. Lynn gets a chair to the face and a leg drop counter into the sweep on the chair for a two. RVD hits a spinning heel kick that gets a two and the rolling thunder onto a chair for a two. An atomic drop into a chair drop kick gets a two. Lynn hits a rolling power bomb onto the chair for a two. Up top Lynn hits a superplex which gets a two. Lynn with the boots and then hits a guillotine bulldog through the table. A cannonball to Scotty Anton who's out with RVD. Back in, RVD with a slam. But Fonzie crotches Lynn up top. We see the band Dominator and the Five Star Frog Splash onto a chair. At this point, Carino and Victory come in and beat down RVD. Lynn makes a save until Rhino gores him and then Rhino powerbombs RVD. RVD hits a spin kick and a top rope sidekick and a band Dominator to Cyrus, which I was very happy to see. Fonzie eats a, a Lynn Dominator, as I'm calling it. Jerry Lynn's version of the band Dominator. RVD hits the band Dominator again. It goes up for the five star, but Anton shoves him off. Back into the ring, 
two cradle DDT or cradle par drivers for the win. Jerry Lynn has finally got his win over RVD. Albeit an assisted one. Yeah. I, as you you know, what I'm going to say about this. I fucking edit this up. I really liked the the swerve with Scotty actually being the network stooge and not Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a great match, but I mean, as I say, it was just for me, it's that lack of investment where with Tajiri and Carino, I had that, which is why I've given that. That was my match for the evening. That was where it peaked for me. Um, but this was fine. It's good to see both guys back. They need both guys back at the moment. Uh, let's hope they can hold on to both of them and as well. Because I mean, the other thing with that is that obviously, yeah, it's pretty much the same as what their great matches were last year. Yeah, that even though both of them have had bad leg injuries, they can yeah. still do all their shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and old uh, Scotty Anton, Scotty Riggs. Um, being the network stage kind of makes sense with this WCW past and all this sort of stuff. So it'd be interesting to see where that goes as well. The US mail. Yeah. I, I want someone to do some sort of a dodgy mock version of the American mail swimming for him. But it's yeah. a US mail. That's what we want. Yeah. So that takes us to our main event of the evening, which until this evening was billed as a triple threat but it is a one-on-one match between the impact players lance and justin before we get into the match justin comes out and tells any says if anyone comes out and gets involved other than lance he will disgrace the bell tommy does come out but Heyman tells him that he's got us by the balls and makes tommy go back to the back a brawl to start and Lance hits some stiff forearms. By the looks of them, he was laying them in because he was really fucked off. Massive drop kick and goes for a plancher, but Justin canes him. We see a chop battle on the outside, into the railings, and back into the ring for another chop battle. Justin, with the advantage, hits a corner bomb and a headlock. Lance hits a sunset flip and gets a two. Justin hits a lariat. More chops, and Justin bums the eye and puts in the headlock once again. Lance hits a hurricane rana, followed up with some punches and a back elbow. Gets two, a jawbreaker and a dropkick for a two. Justin goes for that's incredible, but it's reversed into a northern lights. Justin hits a super kick, which gets a two, and a face smash into the chair for a two. Up top, hits a crossbody. Lance then hip tosses him through a table on the ramp for a two the rolling canadian crab but francine comes in and hits him with the shoe and we get our obligatory cat fight between francine and dawn marie justin then hits that's incredible onto onto dawn lance canes him and hits a power driver that gets a two lance goes for that's incredible but it's countered by justin into his own that gets a two we see an exchange of punches and Justin hits the running swinging DDT for a two. Lance slingshots Justin, hits the low drop kick. 
Justin hits That's Incredible again and gets the win. Post-match, Tommy comes out and canes Justin and hits the Spicoli driver on Francine. Do you know what I really like about this match? Is the fact that it started with them actually fucking levering into each other like a proper rivalry like, should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think this was a main event, though. Like, with saying it, like with every other match you had on the card, uh, RVD, Lynn, um, Tajiri, Carino. They felt more like main events than this did. I think it's because that is more to do with how they've booked him winning the world title. Yeah. Uh, Because it was so out of nowhere. You're like, well, why is this? Like, it doesn't, there's not that natural build to it being a main event. Because it all felt a bit rushed with just incredible winning the title to me. But again, it was a. Perfectly the, good match. Like, the fact wrong that it. Lance had to be gone and done by the Monday. Yeah. That also pushed Yeah, knowing that now, it makes more sense. But obviously not knowing that whilst watching the pay-per-view itself, I was a bit like, oh, that's a bit of an anti-climax. Like. But I've, uh, I think it's good that ECW are actually putting the world title on last. On last, yeah. Because it's one of the things that, for many years, especially yeah. when Shane was champion, yeah, it would be middle of the card, and you'd yeah. get Tommy Dreamer or Raven or Sandman as the main event instead of the title match. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to invest in your title actually meaning something. Yeah. I think it has to go on last unless you have got something that is like has higher stakes. So yeah, a, sure. a career match or something like that. Yeah. Is the only time that that should that that goes above your world title. Yeah, no, I mean I get that, but as I say I think what would have helped me viewing it as a main event would have been if they'd have booked just incredible better winning the belt like it was all the, I think the past couple of months have all been very rushed because of comings and goings yeah sure no absolutely which doesn't help because you if you think the title change was what middle of April when awesome left then obviously we had Taz there for having the title for two weeks and then it was like oh what do we do now we've got a pay-per-view in three weeks Mm. oh shit Uh, uh, let's just do this yeah whereas I think going I think going into the next pay-per-view in July there'll be a little more consistency and hopefully the matches will be a bit more set in stone earlier on so we know exactly what they're leading towards I would I would imagine we're going to get Tommy getting his rematch. Yeah, yeah, uh, potentially a month and a month and a half build. Yeah, for that we'll get. Make... I just imagine RVD, Scotty, Anton. Mm. Uh, I can't think of anything else. It's 
going to be set for that card off the top of my head. As of yet, but there's the thing. Probably Sandman fucking Rhino again. (laughs) But at least we've we've got more time to do it, and as long as no one else leaves, we should be fine. Yeah, sure. But that's the big question, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good couple of months away, and a lot can happen in wrestling in a couple of months. So what is your overall thoughts on the pay-per-view itself? So I have given it an 8 out of 10. I mean, it is a really fucking great pay-per-view. It's just over two and a half hours long. It mm. flies by. You know, it, it's one of those of, for the first time in ages on, on actually doing a pay-per-view, I did it in one sitting, which yeah. says a lot. Because yeah, usually yeah, sure. with doing notes and stuff, I, I sort of do normally about you half You break of it, it down. And, yeah. yeah. But I did this all in one sitting, and yeah. at no point was I getting that flagging feeling of oh i've got another hour of this or i've got another hour and a half of this so that alone you know when you have to do it with the notes says a lot about it you know yeah there's not there's not a bad match on here you know as i said baldy's the the, the baldy's freeway one is is what they do but But, i mean it was purely it was obviously that match only existed to set up new jack coming out there's no yeah but I mean, even the filler matches, such as the Simon Diamond and Mikey Whipwreck, and Cash Green, and CW. Yeah, even those filler matches, they were they were good matches this time. Um, just to confuse people with our ratings, uh, you gave it an eight out of ten. I'm going to give it a B plus, <laughs> um, just because I think it's funny. Um, yeah, so I mean, I thought it was really good. A lot better than the last pay per view we we done um which really did drag in spots for me it's and, it's been the best pay-per-view since heatwave last year for, yeah for ecw so um hopefully yeah this can help them kick forward like hopefully they can use this and like i'm sure with the majority of fans, this pay-per-view has gone over really well. So hopefully that'll be one of those things where if the view, if the buy figures were good for it and stuff like that, this might help them with what they're going to try and achieve later on, be it a new TV deal, be it whatever. Um, if they put a product out like this, then people are going to be invested and the demand's going to be there, basically. So, yeah. So yeah, I would say B-plus for me, definitely. If, if people watch fucking WCW, then... <laughs> they should well, fucking, they should lap this up at the moment ECW is least coherent it's still a lot more coherent than WCW as most coherent yes that was but, a mouthful but yeah. I stand by it um, I tried to watch a Nitro the other day and I was just garbage so I turned it off after 10 <laughs> minutes garbage so we will go back into the rest of the mums TV uh, week freeze show, just for a little bit of consist- uh, consistency. Was recorded the weekend before the pay per view. We open up with Sinister Minister recapping the pay per view. We then see the very end of Kid Cash versus Johnny Swinger, with Cash winning with the Money Maker. Guido comes out and hits a Tomikaze on Cash post match. Mikey then fireballs Sally. We get a impromptu match between Mikey and Guido, where Guido wins with the Whippersnapper. We then hear RVD telling us 
what he thinks about his pay-per-view loss. Jerry, I don't even care to know if you were in on it. You took something that didn't belong to you. A victory over me. And I don't lose! Now, I always thought, Jerry, if I was to lose, I'd want it to be to you. But not like this. Come on! Scotty Anton, I'll deal with you. Cyrus, I'll deal with you. Rhino, you bet I'll deal with you. This was my comeback match from an injury to show the fans that I was back. I didn't come limping in, complaining about my ankle. I was back 110%. I came back better than before I left. And before I left, I was the best. This isn't just a win in the record books, Jerry Lynn. Because this victory comes out of your ass. You're going to know what I mean. When I'm through kicking your ass. And the whole show, Rob Van Dam. We then get a freeway dance revital from the pay-per-view of Chetty and Nova, the Baldies, and Dorian Roadkill. With Dorian Roadkill getting the win this time after hitting a double-arm DDT on DeVito. Post-match, guess what we see? The Baldies beating them down, and out comes New Jack. Mm. We then get a Jerry Lynn with a promo. Van Dam, Hardcore Heaven 99, you kicked me off the top rope and I smashed my face on the concrete, but I fought you another 20 minutes before you could put me away. While Hardcore Heaven 2000, we both got with. I got gored by Rhino and your buddy Scotty pushed you off the top rope. Well, after he pushed you off the top, it didn't take me another 20 minutes. I put you away right away with my finish. One, two, three. So that proves I'm not just bitter. I'm better. We then see Raven versus Justin for the title, with Justin getting the win after a rope-assisted sunset flip. And we finish the evening with Cyrus and Rhino telling us that the network is all powerful, which you'll hear now. I don't like to talk in the vernacular of the garden variety hoi polloi wrestling fans of ECW, but I'm going to lay it on the line for you right now. I am so damn sick and tired of this godforsaken joke of a wrestling company. You see, I used to work for Vince McMahon, and I might end up working for him again when this merger goes through. Why am I mad? Because I've got myself here a tremendous, tremendous athlete in Rhino. And what do we put him in the ring with for ECW? With drunks, with decrepit idiots, with their whore wives, and he's the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Well, let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'll send this stupid, sick wrestling company back to the Stone Age. I'll turn the lights out on the TV. I'll pay Vince McMahon $100 million just to come here. That's my $100 million rib on Paul Heyman. You know, a lot of people talk bad about Vince McMahon. Well, guess what? I've had to deal with Paul Heyman since I've been here. I've had to deal with ECW since I've been here. And Vince McMahon is a goddamn saint. And I'll part with $100 million of the network's money just to stick it in your face, Paul Heyman. 
I don't give a damn if it's Sandman. I don't give a damn if it's his bitch wife. I don't give a damn if it's Tychiri. Super crazy. And I don't give a if it's you, Rob Van Dam. Because if you want the ECW World Television title, you will have to go through the big deal. So, seeing the fact, obviously, this was recorded before the pay-per-view, having one of the pay-per-view matches on there, yet with a different finish, bit of a cop-out if you went to the live show and then saw no, that was going to be on the pay-per-view the next day. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's an alright episode of TV, nothing really right home about was there, to be honest. No, um, I'd have liked to have seen the entire Johnny Swinger Kid Cash match. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Though, so with that, obviously, the Guido coming in and sacking Cash at the end. Yeah. Quite like to see them to have a go. Yeah, it's setting up for future things, isn't it? So, uh, whether they're going to do a Guido Cash one on one or whether they're going to introduce Cash at that triple threat thing that they like doing the old three-way dances we'll see but yeah they should they should work well together i think because guido obviously cash is still a bit i don't want to use the term green he's still quite new to it all so he's not he's not fully polished where you've got someone like guido he's been around a while he can he can carry that match a lot and get the best out of cash so yeah that'll definitely be interesting to see his name is kid cash (laughs) (laughs) and we go into the final week's tv and we get another rematch from the pay-per-view with Mm -hmm. balls versus tanaka again these two absolutely levering the shit out of each other as you'd expect, Tanaka getting the win this time with a Tornado DDT for a table covered in thumbtacks. Sinister gets attacked by Big Sally backstage until Mikey fireballs him again. They try to get an interview with Tommy, but he keeps his silence. We then have advertised to Jerry versus Scott Yanton. But Scott Yanton comes out with the network, and Cyrus tells us that he doesn't have to fight to Jerry because the network doesn't like two people having the same hair colour in the same match. So instead, Tajiri will be facing Jerry Lim. So Lim gets the win in that match with a cradle pile driver with the help of the network. Post-match, the network jumps Tajiri, that is, until RVD makes the save. And we finish the month with Raven cutting a promo about how he's going to get the belt from Justin and how he hates Francine. You know, getting to the bottom of this just incredible concussion controversy is getting me pretty frustrating. I would... Raven? Damn it, Raven would know about this. Raven will talk about anything. I don't understand half what he talks about, but maybe he's... Wait a minute, he's, he's right here. Raven, just incredible. 
The concussion. Just incredible. The concussion I gave him in the ever-elusive world heavyweight title. The title I made, the title he has, the title that I was sold out on by that filthy whore. What do you want me to say? Get out of my way! You know what, Scotty? I am so sick of your whining. How many title shots does Justin have to give you before you realize that you're a loser? You're a has-been. You're yesterday's news, just like Dawn Marie. You're a loser, and that's why I left you. But what are you going to do? You going to hit me? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> And then Justin and Francine attack Raven and San and Tommy makes the save with a cane shot. Mm. So, if the network uh, doesn't like two people with the same hair colour, they're going to hate Raven and Justin Incredible in the ring together because they wear the same fucking outfit. Exactly. Um, so obviously, Balls and Snacker again was exactly as you'd expect from these two. Big lads lumping each other. I know you, yeah. you're not a fan of seeing the same thing over and over again, but still, these that was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's still at least a sort of relatively fresh matchup compared to the gazillion times RVD and Jerry Lynn had gone at it, the gazillion times Tajiri's super crazy had gone at it. At yeah. least this has only twice so far uh, since I've been on the ECW podcast anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's not grating on me yet. Once we get to half a dozen times in about eight weeks, I'll probably say something completely fucking different. <laughs> But what we do get is a fucking awesome match between Lynn and Tajiri, which yeah. very much got your way to watch. Um, again, Tajiri is awesome. Lynn clearly, you know, yes, he had the broken leg, but has come back. Doesn't look like he's missed a beat. More of the same. Mm, definitely. Definitely. Not much I can add, really. Again, great match um those two wouldn't have a bad one with each other if they fucking tried deliberately i just don't think that's possible um so yeah that's the definitely watch pay-per-view um you probably skip the majority of the tv um but i would watch this match and everything but the rest of the tv is pretty skippable this month i think so with that that is everything for this month obviously we did touch on it a bit earlier with obviously raven and lance leaving um and obviously we picked up bits obviously whilst during the normal discussion there of like who can we see sort of picking up that mantle of them leaving obviously i think we're both in agreement that i think they need to definitely start pushing carino to the moon yeah and, definitely and tajiri to the moon too yeah, I mean, the thing is, they've, those two have got a natural storyline as well. So, I mean, even if they somehow get the belt off um, Credible, they can put it on to Jury, could all, almost be a transitional champion for him to get robbed by Carino, then you can have the baby face do the chase. 
and things like that. I'm really going to sneeze in a second. Though it's one of those where I just I look at Justin and I'm like, once he's done with Tommy, yeah. So say in the next pay per view, I Mm. don't see there being anyone else that you can put with. Well, I mean, Lance Storm was the obvious choice, but he's gone. Like, yeah. what do you do? Like, um, do you hold... I mean, it's not really ECW style to do, like, a tournament for the number one contender or anything like that. Um, do you put Tanaka back in there for it? Do you put... Do you give it? Do you give the opportunity to someone like Balls Mahoney, maybe? Um, do you... Obviously, you've mentioned Tommy Dreamer as the, probably the obvious one. Um Raven's come out and said something, but there's no, there's no reason for Raven, other than Francine. Yeah. That's, that's and they the only both link. wear jorts. Yeah, they both wear jorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, apart from the Francine thing, it's like, yeah. I mean, we'll 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 just have to see. Like, we'll just have to see where it goes. Obviously, there's no pay per view next month. Um, so we've, we've got four weeks of TV, five weeks of TV, whatever it is, uh, to see what they do, sort of how they swing this and what they do. Um, whether the Raven thing is just going to be a bit of a mini feud till the next pay per view, who's to say? Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just be- one of those. Who I look at it and just go, yes, I know, I know. Between both of us, Ratface Nacker has a bit of go away heat because he's just like. Yeah, you're you're a one trick pony. Yeah, but at no point has he ever been the interesting part in any of his feuds. No, absolutely not. You're gonna need the person he's feuding with to carry it, basically, and make it interesting. So, in that respect, Raven probably is a good choice. Yeah, and obviously, Tom yeah. Tommy's obviously the easy one. Tommy's the easy one because obviously, you know, his his yeah. But then again, do you turn it into? Do you do the whole Raven and Tommy thing again, but just have just incredible as a third wheel in it? Do you know what I mean? Is that a potential way they're going to look at it? Like, could it? Could we be getting three-way dances for the main belt between them three? Because that would make sense as well. Mm. And you know, Raven gets the win, sort of when Tommy had done all the work sort of thing. There are yeah. things they could do. Yeah. But it it's gonna be interesting to see what's what they what they do with it. As obviously ECW are not gonna be raiding any talent from either the Fed or WCW anytime soon. Well, no, exactly. They'll get people who the most they can hope for is if somebody's going between the two and they've got a few months spare, which we've seen a couple of times, haven't we, with, with guys appearing in ECW. Well, obviously, Pilman, number one's Pillman, Austin, in the Austin, main yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, you may get one where they leave one company, um, WCW, you don't want to sign him straight away. It's, Yes, I mean, because the only other new faces they're going to get is either guys you never heard of or people you don't care about. Yeah. And, uh, said the the import list is is gone down now because obviously back sort of three or four years ago, 
obviously they were getting all the the new Mexican guys in before everyone went straight to WCW. Yeah. Obviously they were getting the Japanese talent in as well. So yeah, it is. It is one of those. It's hard to see who and what they're going to get to bulk out of that roster a bit more. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, again, we've, we've said it before. It's just one of those where they do have a small roster they can't they're probably financially not in a position where they can afford to get new guys in regularly so i mean we are seeing the same matches we are seeing the same same old shit different day sort of thing quite regularly aren't we um yeah so i mean whether it's one of those where um obviously if if raven he came out on TV after the pay-per-view, so it does look like he's hanging around, but it was only going to be hanging around short-term. Lance has gone. Is that freeing up a few quid for somebody else? Do you know what I mean? To get yeah. someone else in? We'll see. But, I mean, I don't think... Um, I, I couldn't name anyone. Well. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the biggest problem at the moment is what's happening with that. Because, theoretically, if they lose their TV, they're fucked. Well, they, they've still huh. got they've still got the hardcore TV that goes out there. Yeah, the show which the has been going for years. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's not like they're going to literally have enough? nothing. Yeah, but they, but they don't get the money. To build your brand and take it to the next level, which is what they're yeah. obviously trying been trying to do for the past year or so. Probably not, but no. yeah. So I mean, it's um, if they're struggling to pay the guys' wages when they've got a TV deal. Once they lose that TV deal, which is ninety nine percent likely, they're fucked. Yeah, especially if you turn an investment down, that is not a good sign. No, um, but as with ever with Paulie, he has his ways and means of somehow worming his way out of shit. Yeah. So that will bring us to an end for. For this month um, obviously the first of two fed shows is already out and was for the uk only pay-per-view insurrection and the wcw show is up with its seven title changes yes that's right seven title changes in one month well done russo um, and we will be back next month as normal um, and should be within the month of July instead of, or in the month of June instead of, you know, a half a month late. Um, so thank you once again, Yoli, for joining us in the land of extreme. Anytime, mate. Anything that you would like to share with the world or pimp or preach? Yeah, um, don't be dickheads and Black Lives Matter. That'll do for me this week. And, uh, as always, you can follow us on all of our social media channels. We're just search Wrestling 20 Years Ago on Twitter and Facebook. And until next month, goodbye. Laters.